Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's just about always a good time to talk about Mark Twain. Actually, scratch that. It's always a good time to talk about Mark Twain. The author, born Samuel Clemens in 1835, Missouri, was ahead of his time in many important ways. That's one reason his novels endure, and they're just as funny as they were when they were published more than 140 years ago. And perhaps the best person to talk about Mark Twain is Richard Gary. He's an actor, director, and playwright. He owns the Planters Barn Theater in Hannibal, Missouri. His 18th season there kicks off this May. And these shows are all about Mark Twain. Richard both portrays the author and uses only his words. This summer show is called Mark Twain for President. But before that, on February 21st and February 22nd, Gary will perform a show called Mark Twain on Slavery. And here to tell us all about it is Richard Gary. Richard, welcome to the show. Good morning from Hannibal. Now, Richard, I know you use a point in your shows to only use Twain's actual words. So I'm wondering, did he write enough on the topic of slavery where you can build an entire play just on that subject? Oh, yes. He uh, was so prolific. And uh, I really don't cover everything he wrote about it in the show. So what I'm always looking for are performable Uh, parts, Mm -hmm. things that uh, lend themselves to the show. But he wrote quite a bit about it. It was an important subject for him. Now, I know Twain's father was himself a slave owner. Tell me a little bit about that background. Well, his father uh, and mother immigrated from Tennessee. Hannibal was originally founded mainly by people from Kentucky and Tennessee, and they brought all their southern culture and they're slaves. So when Sam is growing up here, half the town was slave. About a thousand people lived here. About half of them were were slaves. And were they using these slaves um, strictly for agricultural work, or were they also in the the Clemens family home as the young Mark Twain, then Samuel Clemens, was growing up? They were mainly here in Hannibal domestic slaves. Uh, They were, people would own two, three, four, they they did chores, they did various things for the families, but they were not primarily used for agriculture here. Okay. Do we know how um, the young Sam Sam Clemens felt about that in his in his early days? Oh yes, he says he thought it was just the way life should be. Hmm. He even goes so far as to say no one, when he was growing up, ever spoke against slavery in his presence. So you have to understand it was, uh, you know, the bedrock of society. It was uh, the accepted uh, thing in his world. But that slowly started to crack for him. He was was extremely insightful, uh, very smart, and he started to figure it out. And was there any specific thing that really ended up shaking his beliefs on this subject, or it was just a slow progression over time? It was a progression over time. I think what really cracked it, he went out to California as a young man, did some gold mining, and eventually ended up in San Francisco, and he saw the way the Chinese were treated. And it started to make sense for him. A number of things he had observed about slavery, the whole conflict over it, and then seeing other human beings. And he took up their cause, the cause of the Chinese, and then 
uh, later on uh, the cause of, uh, of the formerly enslaved. We're talking to Richard Gary. He's an actor, director, and playwright, and the owner of Planters Barn Theater in Hannibal, Missouri. If you have a question for Richard, you can give us a call. Um, he's really an expert on Mark Twain, and, and he's happy to try to answer your questions. We're at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air, or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Richard, the, the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn makes a really compelling anti-slavery argument. And it's interesting because it's posited as being something contrary to the religion of the town and that Huck Finn had grown up with. I'm wondering, how did the God-fearing people of Hannibal in Twain's day react to that depiction in the novel? They, I think, were shocked. It came out in 1885. And by the way, on his uh, Huckleberry Finn book tour, he did a show there in St. Louis at the Mercantile Library, hmm. and some readings. And then he came up here and and uh, did some readings here in this area, too. And they had never heard anything like this. Uh, it was it was shocking. It was um, kind of earth-shattering, I think, for, for many, many people. And we have to remember that Huckleberry Finn was burned. They had huge book burnings. Uh, of this terrible book, and he said, well, it's fine with me. They'll just have to go out and buy new copies. <laughs> and was this book burning something that was happening um, in the Hannibal area? Uh, I don't know of any in Hannibal, but in various parts of the country. Uh, he had created a hero out of a black man. He had uh, written about very... Uh, undesirable young men, you see. They were not the ideals, and uh, so it uh, it was not well received uh, there in the beginning. So, you know, these writings, obviously controversial in their time. I'm wondering, as you're presenting Twain's views on slavery today, what kind of reaction does that tend to get um, as you're putting it on there in his hometown? Uh, very good reactions uh, overall. I occasionally, and and I do this show anywhere it is requested, so mm-hmm. I've performed it in various parts of the country also. I'm here during the summer, but then I travel with the shows in the other parts of the year and um, get out to all corners of the country. But it's quite well received. I, I've done, done it in the South and, mm-hmm. you know, with... No protests or anything about it, but it's uh, it does make you think. There's no question about that. You know, the whole idea of slavery, and sometimes there are apologists for it who say it wasn't really that bad. Mm-hmm. But. They might try to push back on, on some of it, but, but overall you say the reaction was very positive. Yeah, it, it certainly has been, and it's... Uh, it's a view we don't often get, uh, and that is from the eyewitness. Mm-hmm. So as I'm performing it, the closest I can get to being uh, Mark Twain on stage, then people, through his words, get to get it right from the source. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I think of Twain as someone who is just so funny. I mean, you read these books sometimes and you're just laughing out loud. But obviously, this topic is so serious. So is this show more serious than some of the others you do because of that? It's a little bit more serious, but he was uh, a well-rounded figure. I always say, you know, he grew up here in Hannibal where the river is paramount. The Mississippi dominates everything. And, of course, he was a fisherman. And he liked to bait his hook with humor. Mm -hmm. Uh, You will see a Mark Twain quote. You'll read it. Maybe the next day you go, ah, oh, okay. (laughs) Because he gets you. And he often gets you through humor. So there is humor in the show. Uh, It's not just deadly serious uh, pounding away at this this terrible thing. There's always humor. And uh, he said there will be no humor in heaven because there will be no need for it. All humor is based in the pain of life. Hmm. Now, Huckleberry Finn, among some of his other texts, have come under fire because he did use the N-word. He also wrote in kind of a dialect for some of his black characters, which is not something that we would do today. How do you deal with the fact that some of his words that seemed acceptable in his day are certainly not in our own? I I think that's what we always have to do with history is we have to, to judge it on the times. And he's so far ahead of his time. It's, it's unbelievable. He's out far ahead of the rest of the crowd. Uh, the N-word, even in Huckleberry Finn, he kind of uses to make you feel uncomfortable. He kind of pokes at you with it. Uh, he's, uh, he's not at all approving mm-hmm. of it. And... What's so disturbing for me as someone who who loves the man uh, is that he is accused of being a racist. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just misinformation. Yeah. If, if you know anything about Sam Clemens, you know that is not true. Was he perfect throughout his life? No. Did he use the N-word growing up? Yes. Uh, did he change... That's the wonderful thing. He did. Mm-hmm. He changed his ideas. How many of us do that mm-hmm. you know, over our lifetime? Actually admit we were wrong. Yeah, he, he certainly showed some growth throughout his life on, on a number of subjects. Um, oh, yeah. Now, as you're doing these shows, um, you're not just using his words. You're also doing an impression of him. What do we know about what he sounded like? I was able uh, a number of years ago to listen to a Thomas Edison recording of him. Uh, A friend was working in the Smithsonian. They had found it, one of those little cylinders. I went and spent a whole day listening to it. Uh, And I based my voice on that, the Mark Twain voice. So what, as an actor, you try to do is to build the whole thing. I have some Edison movie clips they made of him also. So... What I try to do is uh, to put all of the pieces together. And the greatest compliment I get is when people say, oh, we forgot that you were acting. <laughs> well, I'm wondering, I know um, obviously people can't see you. You're not wearing your costume. But if you'd be willing to give us just a little sample of what Twain's voice might sound like um, saying some of his words. 
ladies and gentlemen, I I wish to present a man whose great learning and veneration for truth are exceeded only by his high moral character and majestic presence. Of course, I refer in these vague general terms to myself. <laughs> that's uh, and so that's that's, that's what his voice sounded like there in those recordings. Yes, he retained his uh, Missouri dialect throughout his life. He had a little bit of a of a scratchy voice. Uh, the pronunciations are from his time, mm-hmm. so you put all of that together, and actors always are doing that. Uh, I got to play him at a much younger age uh, uh, in December. I wrote with one of my friends here in Hannibal, uh, great actor Clark Cruikshank, a play called On the Seventh Day of Christmas. It's Dickens and Twain, and I played Twain at 32, Hmm. and he has much more of a pronounced southern dialect at 32. So I've just got one last question for you today, and that is, I understand that you get to play Twain on cruise ships. Is this something that people are looking for between drinking their Mai Tais and sitting out in the sun? They need a little dose of Mark Twain? Well, uh, I I am an entertainer for American Cruise Lines. We do cruises on the Mississippi and some of the other rivers, and I'm one of the entertainers. Uh on the cruise lines, uh, they stop off at various locations and have day trips, but also there's entertainment uh, during the day and and uh, in the evenings. And so I'm one of the entertainers, and so we have Mark Twain shows. I do lectures. Uh, I'm an author also, so I do some readings for my, my works. Uh, a little bit of everything on board. It's part of that atmosphere of cruising on the Mississippi. Well, that's um, that's great to know that even when people are cruising, they can still stand to get educated from a man who had a lot to say. So that's you're well, doing God's work. Very, it's very entertaining. I mean, there's a lot of humor in it, and and so it's it's not like it's a dry lecture. It's Mark Twain coming in with his saucy remarks, and you know. When I was on last doing a show, I was sitting up front, and people were coming in in character, and some people straggled in at the end, and I said, oh, I see that the Democrats have finally arrived. (laughs) We can get started now. (laughs) It's, It's just rollicking fun. Well, Richard Geary of the Planners Barn Theater in Hannibal, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, and uh, please come to see us, Planners Barn Theater in, in Hannibal. And the show, Mark Twain on Slavery, that is, uh, it runs on February 21st and 22nd, and um, there will be yes, other shows this summer. The theater, we're right on Main Street, downtown Hannibal. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.